1: How's it going people welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the forever arsenal podcast hope you're all good hope you're all well first and foremost hit the like button let's get up to a thousand likes as usual now on this show it's become a regular theme so let's keep it going and leave your comments because we will be getting into the comments of the day at the back end of the show and again it's (laughs) these ones are becoming somewhat regular come the end of the season now we was enjoying a nice smooth ride throughout the season smiling week in week out before and after every game and the last three or four weeks or so it seems like the a pattern is emerging and and that's results that are not going our way and i think this is probably the the last nail in the in the premier league title coffin a 3-0 loss to brighton At the Emirates, um, coupled up with City winning their game means City have to just win one game of their last three, starting with Chelsea at the Etihad to win the Premier League title for the fifth time in six seasons. But this is the Forever Arsenal podcast. It's not the Forever City podcast. So we're going to touch in on Arsenal and get into the game. I know usually we're here the first five, ten minutes tend to be banter and the prediction table and, and all of this stuff, but considering the the climate I'd say around Arsenal, I think it's best to get straight in with the topic and yeah, start talking. Lee, James, Jordan, as always, it's a pleasure to have you guys on. And Lee, I as always, I'm gonna start with you. You was at you was at the game. Um crazy. I mean. I, I don't know how else to. Still, a couple of days after, I don't know how to explain what happened there.
2: No, it's just, it's a tough one to take. I think uh, over the last couple of days, I've been reflecting a little bit about it, and um, what was I think that's really happened is that we've just gone back into the pack. You know, uh, a couple of injuries um, have meant that we're back in with the the likes of the inconsistent top four teams, really. Like you know, and um, um. A couple of injuries have have done that. Like I've, I always said, when I see Saliba like first time, I said it'd take us somewhere different, and it's been proven. Um, and it's, it's a bit of a reality check that what where we are and what what we what we need to do. Um, a lot of people have been saying about uh, you know getting on to Mikel, saying like, "Oh, he's." Done the same thing last season as this season. I actually think it was worse last season than it is this season. My reasons being is that seems like um, when we're chasing Tottenham and etc. Chelsea as well, they'd win three or four games and then lose one, two. This summer round, you know, eleven straight wins on the spin. Uh, Manchester City have produced. It's hard to con- to compete with that. Um, last season, we needed to win. Uh, one of our last four games or what is it two of our last four and we ended up losing two of them and winning two of them so i felt that that was more of a, a more of a uh a disappointment i look at it also and think to myself that you know about Mikkel, and I, I think he's done fantastically well don't don't get me wrong about that like but it's okay when you've got the players when you've got when you've got one of the best teams in the league you can do that but I think he's been found wanting in the last few games. I have to say that, like, you know, since um, he, he hasn't come up with um, plans to beat teams. Uh, and, and when he's come up against teams that are better than us, um, we've fallen short apart from the game against Newcastle. And and that's, that's where we are now. I think that we're in a position where let's not get carried away and be too downhearted about it. I think we've done fantastically well, but Good teams, teams that are going to go and win things, go away to Newcastle, get the result, the, the the high of getting that result, and then you come back the following week and you 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 win again. Uh, I thought we was lacklustre. I, I don't know if it had anything to do with the Everton game because I, I actually pinned all my hopes on that Everton game. I'm you know, in between Real Madrid. If they were to drop points, that was the one. They breezed it, guys. They absolutely <coughs> breezed past Everton. So, maybe there was a little bit of despondency in the crowd. It certainly was with me. I, I, I actually um, weren't that upset about the result because I knew that we couldn't win it after that game. I, I knew that it had gone. I, once they'd beaten Everton, I knew that it doesn't matter what we do, we couldn't do it. Um, and I think you have to just say that you're up against something that we've never experienced, or not in my lifetime. I, I don't know, you know, I'm not in an experience. I, I remember. We, in 98, we'd done the same sort of thing. We went 10 wins on, on, on the on the bounce against Man United. And Man United, who had won titles, experience and all that, couldn't handle it. Um, and we've, we've got an inexperienced side that probably just at the end of the day fell short. That's nothing to be ashamed of, by the way. You know, when all these teams give you a stick, and I've, we've been getting it the last few days, haven't we, like, you know, from the Man United, Tottenham's. The reason that they're giving us stick... West Ham as well, funny enough, um, because they're jealous. And do you know why they're jealous? Because we've been there. I remember like, you know, I know what it was like when Spurs lost to Liverpool in the Champions League. It was relief. It was more relief that, that they couldn't do it. And and you, you celebrate it because you're just relieved. And that's why every other team is relieved that we haven't won it because it's jealous. Jealousy, and we have to accept that. You know, um, we just fell short. But listen, we had a fantastic season. I don't really know what happened in that game there. I just felt I've got to say this: Brighton were fantastic. Mm. I thought they were fantastic. So we just have to hold your hands up. They were beat. We are beaten by a better team. And uh, I think um, what happens now in the summer is going to be massive for this football club and how we we go about things.
3: I think you're being a bit kindly. The reason I, the reason I think you're being kind is. That Was the first time I've seen the players throwing the towel, I thought they waved the white flag. Um, mm. and, and I think that is appalling. Um, now let me give the only bit of credit I can. I thought first half with we a better team, uh, Gary Neville was running this narrative all commentary that Brighton were amazing and brilliant and they came and they dominated and we couldn't do anything about it. Disagree, I think. Second half, once they got that goal, they totally settled, they were brilliant, we couldn't get the ball off them. But I honestly think the Arsenal players by that point, with Everton winning, sorry, with Everton losing, going a goal behind, I honestly think they waved the white flag. And I think that was so disappointing because the better chances came first half. We had to adapt to the fact we didn't have Zinchenko. And I actually think we did quite well because the midfield was winning the ball. You know, was sort of almost, they were teasing Brighton into a sort of half press. They're trying to play through us. We nicked the ball we had loads of opportunities in transition to do something to get better shots off Trossard should score um had a lot of opportunities where i think he gets the pass wrong um and i think we did some nice stuff in that first half it wasn't great we weren't very good brighton were pretty good but i still felt the better chances and moments were falling towards us in the first half and in the first five minutes second half i thought we started fairly brightly but then they get the goal. It's shocking from Kivior, I have to be honest. I, who I think's done well since he's come in. I will say, I think he's done well. And I'm excited about him in an Arsenal shirt. Um, but I've said it before. If, if you've been stamped on, you either go down screaming and howling and wave your in the air. Or do what I'd rather you do, which is stay on your feet till the ball's gone out of play. Um, I think it's poor from Kivior. And at that point, Arteta, I thought actually set us out with a good plan and actually it was the players who were failing to execute it. They then, the players just lost their heads. Another moment of adversity they couldn't come through in the game. Um, his subs, I did not get. Um, bringing and Jorginho on, the, the two experienced stable heads, I don't think we lose that game three if they're on the pitch. Now maybe bring off Jorginho for Partey, fine, but I didn't get bringing Jacar off. Um, and then it just got, you know, went from bad to worse. And look, I get it, the season's kind of done now and well done on a great season and we're going to have plenty of time to praise the team as we have done for most of this year for, for the season they've had. Um, but that performance wasn't acceptable and Mikel Arteta said as much. He said something as much as, you know, the, the team showed a face that I, I didn't think they had anymore something like that and we have to address that. I'm paraphrasing, the quote was something like that. He, he is, I think he's worried about what he saw out there um, because you, you've got to go to the end. All the time, and I've said, even with that, everyone kept talking about the Everton result being the one. I hear it, but all I ask is that we took them to the final week, take them to the final week, because guess what they've got in their penultimate game, Brighton away, who by the way just looked brilliant against us, and then, and then, you know, let's say they draw that, let's say something goes wrong because Brighton are a good team. Then, then you go to the final day, and you never know Brentford away. Maybe, maybe it gets to them. Maybe it gets a bit nervous, but we haven't even asked them that question. So I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. I love the team, and I, and I think credit to them for the first half. I I don't think it was as bad as people said that first half, but they 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 had a shocker there.
0: Turkish. I'm gonna be really annoying here because I'm gonna I'm gonna. To try to find different words to say exactly what James has just said for the past two or three minutes. Um I think the fan base have been kind to Arsenal on the back of this on this back of this game. I've avoided the whole bottle job Discussion and narrative because it's semantics and bottled. Whether they bottled it, and I've heard you talking about it, bottle it. You know, pressure got the better of them. weren't good enough. It's all kind of the same thing, but there's a certain connotation to the to the phrase "bottle job" that I think is different to the connotations linked with the phrase "the pressure got the better of them." So I've leaned more towards that. But at the end of the day, pick your phrase. This was the first game they bottled it. Wait, it's unequivocal. They bottled it because, as James says. It's the first game they gave up. They didn't against City, they didn't, they didn't, they were just they were just outplayed, and there's levels between us and City. And 4-1. Was it 4-1 in the end? 3-1? 4-1 yeah. Yeah, in the end. Shows probably whereabouts we are. There's not there's not a 3 0 gap between Brighton and Arsenal, especially at home. That should not be happening. And uh, I saw a team at one 0 down give up. They thought, ah, oh, City have won their game earlier the in the day. We're one nil down. We can't get a goal. Feeling sorry for ourselves. Wow, 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 wow. Oh, sod it. Just give up. They gave up. And that for me was the worst thing. I wasn't upset Turkish because it was a final nail on the coffin. For me, the title was finished at the Etihad. That was the game where for me the, the title was over. I mean, it was always just poping on a prayer. It was over at the Etihad for me. If a team beats you three times in a season, they're better than you. <laughs> they're just better than you. What upset me more was that we didn't, as James said, my, my, my only request was just take it to the last week. Just take it to the last week. Not because we might win the title, but at least it reflects, I think, fairer and better on the season as a whole. We, we're in danger now, because I'm concerned about Nottingham Forest, and we'll get to that. We're in danger now of the gap being eight, nine, ten points between us and City. And that, for me, isn't a fair reflection of the good work this club, a manager has done for ninety percent of the season. That was my concern. Just take win the last three games and take it to the last game. So that was the reason why I was frustrated. <laughs> performances, there's no point. I don't think really kind of picking out individual performances because I think generally the team, the team were poor. Um, I'm coming round to James. Just thinking again about Martinelli, and I don't want to say that him going off was the reason we we kind of we, we dipped because. I think in the first half, as James says, I don't know if it was a better side, but it was definitely equal. It was at least equal, in my opinion. There was a lot of fans talking after the game, after fans saying we lacked intensity, we weren't on it. I don't agree. We pressed really well. Yeah. We won the ball like quite a few times. The problem was we're not clinical. It wasn't mm-hmm. clinical. That was the problem. It wasn't a question of intensity or being flat. I, I didn't I didn't agree with that, with that analysis from a lot of the Arsenal fan base. We just weren't clinical. And I found that we Brighton did to us in this game what we did to them at their gaff. Remember the four-two game at their place. We started off really well. I think we were tuning up in the first fifteen yeah.
1: minutes. Yeah, yeah.
0: We were on them, and th- and this was just a role reversal for me. I just want to spend. I know you said at the start that this is this is our Arsenal fan TV or AF TV. This isn't Man City fan TV, but I want to just spend thirty seconds talking about Brighton because I can only think of one team at the Emirates. Just come to the Emirates and performed better than Brighton. It was Bayern Munich. It wasn't a 6-1. I think it was the year before or year after they beat us. I think it was 3-0 in the Champions League. And the performance was just flawless. This was probably the only performance, um, um, sorry, that was like the only game I can think of where a visiting team has come to the Emirates and scored us. They absolutely in that second half, in particular, they scored us. And next year there'll be a problem, but that's for another discussion for another day. I was so impressed by Brighton, mainly because even despite us winning the ball in that first half an hour four or five times, they didn't change their tactics. They stuck to their beliefs. They stuck to their, they kept playing out from the back. I even I was thinking to myself, "Wow, you guys are trying to get trying to trying to let us score a goal here." But they stuck to what they were doing, and look what happened. They they believed in what they were doing. Deserbi said before the game, "You will see the real Brighton," and we saw it. So I just want to just give them huge credit because I think what Deserbi Zerbi's yeah. doing, and I think that run down the running down the, the touchline he did for the last two goals, I think will be quite iconic in his career. But again, that's for that's for another another day. But I was just disappointed. The boys just seemed to give in. That was the biggest takeaway for me. You gave in. When it got really on top, you you, you gave in. And, and that, that, for me, wasn't that wasn't acceptable.
1: I think especially when you look at our performance post, uh, uh, second half, because I agree with you, in the first half especially, and James, we were the better side. I think we pressed them well. We won the ball high up at least five, six times where mm. there was an overload in the final third and we just made nothing of it. And that's why I look at the game and I think, a couple of our worries across the season caught up to us. One of them is what you just mentioned, the lack of a cutting edge. I think Martinelli is the cutting edge, cutting edge in our attack. When you look at all four players, Martinelli, Trossard, Jesus and Saka, Martinelli is the one that you kind of bank on in terms of you know maybe popping up with a goal or, or, or the one that's going to be um, at the end of a one-on-one. Or, the, you or know, just one. spark something. Yeah. He's the he's the one in the in the front, you know, three out of the four players we have, and then in the second half it's the it's the goals conceded at home. It's not the mm-hmm. first time we've mentioned it, and I don't solely link that to to missing Saliba either. I think, either. you know, we was right to mention holding against you know Liverpool, Southampton, West Ham because it you know losing Saliba has had an effect on the way we play out at the back, but then Kivio comes in and then we kind of see you know a bit a bit of the a bit of the old um with arsenal in terms of you know a bit more confident with the high line um, a bit more pace at the back um a bit more youthful exuberance as well If you as young but conceding goals at home it wasn't that long ago that we was you know looking at our defense as one of the best in the league and when you look at how many we've conceded now it's over 40 i think it's 43 off the top of my head if i'm not mistaken maybe 42 but it's way too many goals and I think those two factors just came back to, to bite us in the arse come the end of the season. And does it feel like we we gave up? It feels like we gave up after we conceded the first goal. Mm-hmm. That's that, what I mean. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what it is. I, I, I think we went into the game maybe, maybe with, you know, having had one eye on that Man City result against Everton feeling a bit deflated. Mm-hmm. Are we done enough in that first half to at least at least make stealing goal work? But he didn't work.
3: And I wanna I wanna stress that when I say gave up, or, you know, Reese Nelson came on and tried his best. I thought he, it was another bright cameo from him. And you know, I, I do think the players were trying to, you know, win the ball back and, and sustain some pressure and find a goal. I guess what I mean is I don't think it was like a conscious Oh, we're done. We can't be bothered. I, I think it was almost like, where in every other game, Arsenal, I think, have had the belief to just drive themselves through. Like Bournemouth, they just kept believing that there was a way through. I think they. I don't think they believed there was against Brighton. But you I make a great point, it. James.
2: You make a great point, which I didn't realize. You know, what I mean, the substitutions I think affected that. Because yeah, basically, yeah. the manager's covering up his tracks. By putting them players on Because what happened was You're right Because we, we, we didn't lay a glove on them With all of those players So taking them off And then, you know I, I don't really understand now I look at the um, I do I, I go along with the Jorginho, Jorginho one Certainly Udegaard's been our best player You know, got so much praise last week at Newcastle um, You know, you want your best players on the pitch To try and turn it around And he She's didn't that, You know yeah, Je- Jesus, blew uh, off
3: again, he was doing but, something, but but but,
0: but, to, but to be fair to Arteta guys, Jesus and um uh, and Odegaard, they weren't good, they you were bad, no, as
2: anybody, nor was anybody, was I? I was redundant
0: criticizing the substitutions then because nobody was good.
1: There's been a running theme with Saka, and and I i love Saka but Jesus was bringing more to the game than Saka was. And this is not the first time we're saying someone yeah. was bringing more to the game than Saka yeah. and they was replaced over Saka.
2: Yeah. And and also, guys, I honestly thought that Trossard was that bad. He was going to get sub to sub. I, I that was going to
1: he
3: was shocking. Uh, yeah. Smith, Smith Rowe um, doesn't get any minutes and then he's dragged on to save the situation again. Yeah. I, 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 I
2: just think it was bad. I will go back to the thing about Saliba. I do think Saliba has been a massive loss. Um, yes, we were conceding goals at home, trickling goals, you know, one zero, one zero. But since he's been out the side, I've seen three against Southampton, three against um, Brighton, four against Manchester City. I, I, I you know, the, the the most unbelievable thing about the Newcastle game was that um, we kept a clean sheet. But look, look, look at the game against Newcastle. Right in the first second half, we're 1-0 up. They have a three-header from six yards out. Ramsdale makes a save. Brighton game, six yards out, three-header goal. We do not, do not, mate, learn our lessons. And I'm putting all of this on Arteta now, like, because this has been going on week in, week out, all season. And we've not addressed it. We have not addressed that issue, whether it's personnel or tactics, I don't know. But, I'm sorry, you know, when players are getting three headers in the box at at this sort of level, you know, they're going to take most of them, like, you know, um, and we can hide behind the saves of Ramsdale, which was fantastic. But I looked at it there, you know, it's just standing in the six yard box on his own, standing in you know what I mean? Like we're protecting a one nil lead
3: and we're letting people go at it. I don't think he's expecting a centre back to go down clutching his heel.
2: No, so, I, I don't. But that's that, that, you know that's what I'm saying, James. You know what I mean? Like he's picking these players. You know what I mean? Like I'm sorry, defend for your life. There is a time, you know, like the Tony Adams and the John Terrys of this world and all that. When you're one 0 down, that, that they used to say, right, this is my time. This is when it's you know this is when it's important that I defend, and they don't. And I, I tell you, uh, listening to the Yardman and uh, having a conversation with him. And he came up with a fantastic point. I've got to bring it up. How many goals have we conceded on the back post? It's unbelievable. If you look back on it, the free kick against Man City, back post. How many times do we concede through the ball going to the back post and we don't defend?
0: Everton as well, Tarkovsky. But that's the reason why I. Basically, defending. But that's the reason why Lee, I think the Saliba thing is overblown because we conceded three against United, two against Villa, two against Bournemouth. Um, yeah, I, I obviously- can't. We, we conceded in twos and threes long before he was injured. So, yes, Saliba not being there affects how we play. I'll acknowledge that. But I'm yeah, not having yeah, that we've been you you've made the point all seasonly. I yeah, you've been letting all season, even with him in the team. So Yeah, I, 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 think I it's do a
2: bit of and I look at and I, one of the biggest things that I've said about this team is that Ben White, you know, Ben White, for instance, I'm a big Ben White fan. He's been appalling the last four or five games since the gone that international <laughs> break when he wasn't putting the international. So I don't know, his head's gone. But you know he's a central central defender playing right back. Can't defend the fact the, the far post. Mm-hmm. I look at uh, Gabriel, uh, Saliba, and Atene Oshinchenko. You look at them and you think, well, I would not really want to change any of them. Yeah. So it's not the personnel in, in that sense. So do something about. You have got good I'll defenders. Defend them. Make them defend properly. Put in a thing that that, that yeah. makes you know. I get that we're a little bit more open than when we're we're at home. Um, I, 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 I will say that we, we're much more definitive. But I've always said, and I'll say it again and until and, and so someone can tell me that, we have 80% of games, 75% of games. The, the chances that we concede for that percentage of play is not good enough. Mm-hmm. Is not good enough for, mm-hmm. a, for a defensive unit. And that has got to be addressed, particularly when you watch teams in the Champions League and things like that, because they won't miss chances. Well, then, and Brighton, well, I've got to say, were 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 ruthless,
0: yeah. Ruthless. And it's the, it's, the, it's the reason, you know, James mentions that Arteta after the game, talking about how he was concerned about what he saw. And, you know, again, we'll have shows pre-season and after today about looking at the big picture and next season. But it's the reason, the, the Kivio signing in the window almost makes me concerned. Not because I don't rate him, but it says to me, we're not going to buy a centre-back this summer. We, we I think we've got three or four positions to fill and if you've bought a centre back in the summer already, even with holding leaving, I don't think we'll buy a centre back this window. And I think we do. I don't think we win a Premier League title with Gabriel you your back too. I'm gonna to go early on that I,
1: one. I, 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 on that, I do. I do think. I, I do think we dwell on the Saliba injury a bit too much, and the reason I say that is because Tommy Asu, that injury has cost yeah, us yeah, and party. Yeah, yeah. Whether whether it's a part, whether yeah, it's an yeah. injury to Partey or his performance level has just dropped down, when you look at Partey, Saliba, and Tomiyasu, they're all key figures to our defensive unit. Yeah. Whether it's t- 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 Tomiyasu backing up Ben White and being able to slot in, or potentially backing up Saliba, whether it's Partey breaking up play, because as, as well as Jorginho's done having stepped in here or there, he's not as mobile as as Thomas Partey is. He nah. is not the he is not the ball winner that I think the defense kind of needs in front of them. So I don't know if it's a, if these multiple factors are playing a part in 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 why we've collapsed the way we've collapsed. Because as much as Jordan is right, we have been conceding goals for a long time. The amount of goals we've been conceding has ramped up in recent weeks, especially after the international break.
3: I also think I also think Arsenal. The goals the goals scored has gone up massively this year. You know, it's not just oh, we see a load of goals, we're a terrible team. You know, going the other way, you know, the fact that we're quite open and expansive and we can get caught is also because we play some fantastic football on the ball and we attack brilliantly and we're great to watch and we scored more goals than Invincibles or something. Or doesn't so win cool. leagues though,
0: James. No, no, and that's fine. This is akin to Liverpool under the Suarez mm-hmm. season. Rogers and yeah. Loads of goals. But they were, they were involved in too many 4-2s and 4-3s and 3-3s three
3: and 2-2s. Two Agreed. And that was early clock days as well. Liverpool were the same. And once they addressed that defence, they, they started winning trophies. Um, but again, I'm not trying to do the whole no-one expecting us to be in the title race. We are Arsenal Football Club. The opportunity came along. But I don't think the the defence was like... Pri- I think we went into this wanting to be expansive on the front foot. We have a left-back that plays in midfield. You know, we want to try score a load of goals. And we have scored, scored a load of goals. Um, but it's a difficult one with Arteta and the Saliba thing because I I saw Jamie Carragher was saying, you know, this idea that Arsenal don't concede goals with Saliba is a myth. And, and I tweeted about it saying, well, no one ever said we didn't concede goals with Saliba. You know, and actually have this podcast, I remember the 4-2 win against Leicester all the way back, the first time game of the season, we all said, Slightly concerning, the chances we conceded there, even though we looked brilliant. And it's been a running theme for us almost with every podcast we've done after home games. So I don't think anyone's ever said, oh, we're defensively perfect with Saliba. But what Saliba does do is he gives us an element of territory and control in the right areas of the pitch that Mm -hmm. even if we did concede a goal against Southampton, I'm just so much more confident we're going to get pinned in a half and we're going to just, you know, Then there might be more transition, but we'll deal with it a bit better and we'll therefore have more chance on the back of that. And we'll play through them better because Saliba's so good at all that. You think Mm. about that Fulham goal where they pressed us all the way to the goal line and he Mm. just switched it with his left foot and we go all the way down the other end of score. So I think Saliba has been a big miss. I do think we don't win the league, but get more points at this stage with Saliba in the side. I do believe that. Um, and And on Arteta very quickly... It's difficult because I don't really blame him too much for everything that's gone wrong because he put the team out there in a way that got us tuned up against Liverpool and got us tuned up against West Ham. Mm. And we've had a decent first half against Brighton. So, you know, he has set the team up right in my opinion mm. in, in, in those games. However, you know, when Brighton have an issue at right back, they don't mind moving Casado there and the whole team still functions. So why Why do we feel so worried about moving key cogs out of position? You know, why was the idea of Partey playing right back and White centre-back? Such an awful idea. Oh, don't do it. You can't mess with everything else. Well, because Arteta's system at Arsenal requires very particular things that we're worried about moving. And now we're hearing Granit Xhaka will be off. I know we're going to talk about that in a bit. And there's a worry about how that looks next season. Um, So I do think Arteta needs to show more flexibility as well.
0: Just before we get onto the kind of uh, the chakra and the kind of we're hearing the incomes and outgoings, can I just get your you guys' thoughts on the fans in their droves leaving early? Because I'm a man that doesn't really believe in telling paying customers how to spend their mm-hmm. how to how to act after they paid their money. I mean, I've uh, once I've left the game early once, um, so I've, I've done it, um, and I understand why fans do it, and I know it hurts, and I, and I've never condemned fans for doing it. But I want to ask you guys, if you're Mikel Arteta, who we, as fans, we've all said that the biggest thing he's done is is bringing the fans and the club back together again. I think we can all agree, apart from the style of play, good signings, we all feel like we're part of the club again and we enjoy being part of this team. And I think he's he's the driving force behind that. If you're Mikel Arteta and you see 10, 20,000 fans on 18 minutes having left the ground, does that do you are you concerned that might make him think well hang on a minute i've worked hard in the three and a half years i've been here to bring this together again the first sign of adversity and the first kind of f up that we have and it's been a bad day you guys leave us do you think that will is do you think he will be concerned and hurt going forward but by, by that or do you think it's just part of what as a fa- manager you have to accept when you get beat three and at home
3: <laughs> good question
1: I think he's got um, to use it as more further motivation. I think that's the that's the best thing. My opinions of the fans that left, I understand it. I nearly left the watch along set, let alone leave the Emirates. Um, but I understand it. You know the pain. I mean, the the pain was the pain was so the, was so much because of the good work that Arteta's done. But let's not forget the good work the fans have done. Both yep. home and away for the last 18-24 months and and the change in atmosphere <clears> and the change in belief and the change in hope. The fans have played a massive part. And let's not forget how many times in games the players will look over to the fans and give it the whole like let's 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 get it. Let's I think we've all mentioned that it felt like the white flag was raised that we gave up. And the fans in the stadium must have must have saw that for themselves. And they they're probably thinking, Well, if you're giving up fuck getting caught up in all of the traffic on the way back let, let me go now so I, I, I kind of understand it. I'm I am like, oh. um, yeah
3: I, I stay till the end that's just I'm, I'm always like that I always stay till the end and clap the players people have people have lives people have families to get back to on Sunday evening people have things to do and I think yeah, so, sorry Jay, I'm,
0: I, 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 I can't have that though because if the game's 2-2 those people with lives and things to do are they leaving on 80 minutes?
3: No, but my point is, my point is, it's a little bit on the, it's a bit at times as well, on the team to keep you there. And I know, do I mean that? I guess what I'm saying is, listen, I was watching that game and it got to the last 15 minutes. And I was watching it with my family because I was at home not well. And, you know, they were saying, come on, you know, if we can just get a goal back. And I said to them, where do you see a goal coming? We don't do that scoring. The players aren't not winning the ball back. They're not chasing. They're not. They're, it's it's done. It's it's, like not point,
0: our, it's not the point though, is it? It's not the point. The point is, is that whether you're going to score or not, you stay to the end. Okay, but the we, players, we feel the we feel the pain together. We go did, for it. Did together.
3: the players play till the end? You know, you play play till the end. Play till I the think, end. Uh, and I'm not. And listen, I'm trying to find a happy balance because either way, the, the, I think the principle is. You're right, Jordan. We all stay to the end or we suffer as a, as a collective. But at the same time, the fans have been unbelievable all season and the team's been pretty unbelievable all season. But they fell off massively in that game at the end of it. Uh, and the fans, uh, I think, feel disappointment. But what I will say is this wasn't the last home game of the season. I think they're going to give the team a massive send-off for Wolves. The way fans have been brilliant and will continue to be against Forest. And, and Arteta, I think, I think that there's got to be an element of, they've got to hold this a little bit, the Arsenal group and Arteta and the team. Four points clear going into the top four race, threw it away. Five points clear in the title race, threw it away. It's two seasons that while in some ways overachieved on what we expected going into those seasons, they've also fallen short from really good positions. And, and that they're going to feel disappointed, the fans. And you know what? I'm going to forgive the fans on this one, and just say, just be loud and give them a good cheer and and thank of their hard work in the Wolves game, and we will go again in the summer. Lee,
2: listen, I, I, I I'm I'm always been a believer of uh, you you you're, you're your own fan. You support the team as you like, and and if you if you want to leave early, then leave early. I ain't got a problem with anybody leaving early what i've got a problem with is that these the same fans that are leaving early are the ones that are shouting off to you. Uh, oh, i'll back the manager back back the team you know what i mean like oh how dare you criticize the team how dare you do this how dare you do that and they're the ones that tune are walking out that that gets on my goat a little bit if i'll be really honest um, I have it. People in my WhatsApp group saying like, you know, if you if uh, and not not necessarily me, but someone criticises Arteta or the team, oh, get behind the team, get behind the team, and then I see them people walking out at two nil. But at the end of it, it's your choice. I I I remember at Spurs last season, three 0 down. A lot of my mates went on, like you know, uh, and probably if I hadn't got through an interview, I'd probably done the same thing, like you know. um, I've done it once, and that was against uh, Manchester City in the in the League Cup final when we was three 0 down, freezing cold. And and what what I will say is at, at this moment in time, I'm I've got a lot of time for this team. So you know, in 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 the disappointment of it, I I, I stayed. But I don't think you can condemn fans for going and all that. Like you know. Um, Either way, I would say though that the, the, the majority of uh performances this season have merited the team to stay behind, but you know, I don't think that you should be telling fans that you know they paid their money uh mm. for whatever reason. And 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 do you know what you you've turned around, you guys, and said that the, the team threw this through this one in. I didn't see it like that, maybe because I was in so much pain, but um, they, they threw it away, uh, weren't bothered, down tall, so. <laughs> If they've down tools, uh, and you both both turned around and said that today, uh, James and Jordan, I think uh, Turkish has agreed. Um, so then the fans, what? Why? Why criticise the fans for for doing think, exactly the same?
3: I think I think I don't. I, down tools sounds maybe harsher than I mean it. I just mean I think they lost belief, and all season they never lost belief. In this Mate, case, yeah, so the, the fans did as well, James. Exactly, exactly, exactly that. So, I, 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 it translated. Listen, watching it from where I was, I, I was I saw a, a belief gone, and yeah. and I was um, watching it thinking, we're not getting another here, and that's not and you, how they you make a fantastic it. point.
2: Yes. You make a fantastic point about last season and this season, but we've gone to the Etihad and really didn't produce a performance there, like you know, and got smashed. The last month or six weeks have not been good, guys. They've not been good. You know what I mean? Like you know. A 3-3 free, free te- performance against a team that's been relegated with three or four games left of the season. You know, um, yes, a good win against... Um,
1: Newcastle.
2: Newcastle, but the disappointment of West Ham, you know what I mean, local rivals, you know what I mean. Uh, and I'll tell you what, the fans, we've been getting it. We've been getting stick over the last few weeks from 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 other fans and all that like, you know. And... Uh, Listen, I, I I look at it, and if if you say it's been a, a good, a great season, I, anybody that says to me it's been a great season, I'll argue with it. It's been a good season, mm. it's been a good season mm. because we've we've competed and we've done well. A great season is going on and winning stuff and things like that and, mm. and, and seeing through. We've not done that. In fact, it's been very very disappointing in the last few weeks, and I have to say that. But you know. Um, as James alluded to, the fans have been fantastic all, all season and they really have. Um, fantastic. At Everton when we lost them was crap. They're fantastic. I have to say that. Uh, um, at Manchester City, when we was losing, when we was losing after five minutes and uh, all through that game, home crowd is completely different to an away crowd. It's as simple as that. Like Always has been, always will be. Um, and and, and and rightly so, you know, spend a lot of money, you know what I mean, like tickets f- for for that game there, you want to get your money's worth and listen, 90% of the time we have this season, but don't forget, there's been five years of crap, five years of crap, five years when there's been a lot of empty seats at these grounds and all that like, you know, so we're I'd building, have, I'd like 20 boarding. years mate. Yeah, but, we're, yeah. but we're, we're building, we're building something and I don't think we should lose the fact of that, is that there is something like um, happening at the Arsenal, I do think that next season we'll be even better, um, but I, I do think that the fans uh, will always be fickle, fans have always been fickle, you know what I mean, Like and... and uh, more I, I guess so it, 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 you're way. right.
0: I know, touch got to move on, but I was just wondering. It wasn't much about the players or the fans. It was more about Arteta. I wonder how he felt in that moment, and the he work he's done.
3: You, th- you, you think? Yeah. I like think he gets twenty thousand fans. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'll okay. I think he gets it. I think. I think he. I think he is so. Disappointed. That's why he
2: apologised. Yeah. I think
3: if he saw if yes, yes, he did, and I think if he saw the players fighting. For all the way to the end, I think he might have been a bit let down. But I think he you know he was so disappointed with the performance. I think he'll be yeah. looking at what was the famous words he said after Newcastle last year. He said, um you gotta you gotta taste you, it. You gotta now. taste it, yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. And I think I think there would have been a similar message after Brighton, like they all left. I can't blame him. Take it. That's... I think that would have been his message to the players. Yeah.
2: And I will say this one thing, like whatever happened this season and all that, like Mikel Arteta, in my in my opinion, and that's my opinion, has gone up tenfold in my estimations. Yeah. He, he really has this season. Forget about what's happened, the way he, he, he uh, conducts himself in interviews, the way he does this and the way he does that. I'm warming to him all the time. On the other hand, and this is a serious thing like, uh, for me now, that Pep, I cannot stand him now. I quite liked him before and I no things against him. The reason I do not like him now is because he's affecting me. In in, in, uh, in uh, interviews and in uh, press conferences and all that, like you know, because of the way you know, because now we're a rival. Yeah. You know, thank you, Mikel. You know, Mikkel's give me that. You know, what I mean, like you know, I, I had a grudge, a, a, admiration for Klopp, and um, you know, I quite like Klopp. I'm beginning to hate him and all now, like fantastic. Bring it on, you know what I mean. So Mikkel's done really, really well for that, and I don't think that he should be criticised. He has now got credit in the bank, and I don't think he should be criticised as too much as what he is. I, I've been a real big admirer of what he's done this season. But does he have money in the bank? That is the thing. That is the thing. That is the
1: question. Nice segue. Yes. Well, That's brilliant. That change. That is why yeah. you're the number one. You're the number one. Not but even before that segue, I just want to add what 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 Lee kind of alluded to when he first started talking um, about this, you know, fans leaving issue is is the fans that will leave, but at the same time will tell potentially Lee or potentially another Arsenal fan that they're not an Arsenal fan because of a particular opinion or they should be positive and, and you know, um, hope blindly at times. I just think that that culture needs to stop as well. I, I, you know, the fans judging other fans all of the time, and that doesn't just go down to leaving games early. It goes down to opinions of Arteta, or opinions of players, or opinions of a particular situation at Arsenal. If you look at what Mikel Arteta said in, in his what Lee called an apology, what was it? Sorry to, sorry to have let you down. Arteta knows that we fucked up this season. He knows, and and that tells you he knows. So it's not it's not negative to say we fucked it. It's not negative to say we bottled it or we choked or we threw it away. It's, that's not a negative. In order to be able to to move on from something and and do better, you need to look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself what it is, not wrap yourself in cotton wool and, and act like we didn't play our part in this. And it was just Manchester City's 11 wins that have done it. We must reflect. We must be held yep. accountable. And, our, and, and that stems from Arteta. And, and when fans bicker about little things, especially on Twitter or, or, or these social media platforms, it just, it just makes me sick at times. Because it's just like, oh, you're not a real fan. You left the match early. Oh, you're not a real fan. You don't sing Super Mick Arteta. Oh, you're not a real fan. You don't like holding. Oh, this constant bickering. Like the, the bar has been raised. The managers helped raise it. He's trying to keep it there. He feels like he's let us down and the club have let us down. Because we didn't win the Premier League. That's how we fans have got to think. If we're not winning the Premier League, it's been a letdown. Not so, oh, it's been nice. It's been progress. It's been a letdown. You've made a fantastic point there. Uh, I've got I've got
2: to address this while we're on it, like, you know, the Mikel Arteta song, like, you know what I mean? Now that has caused a lot of arguments, you know what I mean? Like, because people think, oh, you don't um uh support the manager because you sing it and all that, like, you know. Uh does it matter if you sing it or you don't? It's up to you. And the part I always sing it with our with, and at the end of it, I sing it Arsenal gonna win the Premier League, right? That's where I sing it. Yeah. Right. Um do I think he's super? No, I don't think he's super. I think he's bloody good, but I don't think he's super. But are Arsenal the best but are far the greatest team the world has ever seen? No, but we sing that. It's just the way it is, you know what I mean. But people beyond on to you, why don't you sing it? Why don't you sing it? And to at to a tone, like having a go at you, and yeah. they're, they're going, they're leaving at two nil, you know what I mean, and, and things like that. Support the team, and I, I you know, we're going to go for hopefully a fantastic period now. Like support it how you want to. Don't criticise someone because they don't sing a song <coughs> or leave early and whatever. Do you know what? It's none of your bloody business. Your business is yourself.
0: The usual Arsenal whine is about referees popped up on the weekend again as well. I've just gotta yeah, say, yeah, <laughs> Let's move on. Let's
1: move on. Yeah, let, let's 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 go back to that segue that Dane provided and uh, and the talk of money, transfer window, cronquays. Um But more importantly, at this moment in time, because we will have you know shows in the next few weeks where we can talk about what the Cronkies need to do. I, I very much believe it's over to them now. And I'll give my reasons why when that becomes the, the, the main topic because I don't think that's a mini-topic. I think that's a, a, a main topic in itself. But Jack, I mean, there's a lot of news about the man Jordan has, hasn't named all season. Like he picked up price, but yeah, he hasn't yeah, named the majority of the season. Chris Wheatley says it's true. He's He's on the move. Fabrizio Romano further confirms that... He's expected to leave by a in advanced talks, a 15 million euro fee. Um, He's already told Mikel and the club of his decision. Jordan, I think it's only right to (sighs) to, to start with you on this one. Um, I'm I'm conflicted,
0: Turkish, because for five years, for five summers, get him out, sell him, let him go. I wanted him out. I wanted him out. Um, And now that he's leaving, I'm a bit like... uh, well, actually, <laughs> he could be hey. a good—he could be a good squad player. <laughs> <laughs> that <like>, granted No, <laughs> I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. <laughs> um, I am conflicted because half of me says that I think there's value in keeping someone like him as a squad player. Imagine he's coming on as a sub in the last 15 minutes in a Champions League game that we've won. Imagine him coming on in a Premier League game that we've won 2-0 uh, or winning 2-0 for the last 15 minutes. He's got... He's a good football player and he always has been. The problem has been is that Wenger and Emery didn't play him in the right position. And now we finally realise where he's best. We've got the best out of him. So, on, uh, there's, there's other players that I'm very, very conclusive, very, very clear on whether I would sell or keep. He's one of the few that I'm a little bit like, if he left there's no tears on the pillow like it's time to maybe move on and whatever but if he stayed I wouldn't be in an uproar either it's looking like he's going to be leaving so I'm a little bit like oh uh-huh. man but he's had a, he's had a really good season he's been one of our one of our better players for most of the season to be fair to him um and yeah one of the reasons why I think we've struggled this season is although we've signed the likes of Jorginho um and some degree Trossard we lack senior leader pro senior pros who can have that leadership kind of um, authority, if you like. And I think he's 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 got that, and I think he's actually grown in that position since he's actually given the captain's armband up. Ironically enough. So, do you want to do you want to give away one of your few senior players? I'm I'm not so sure. So, I guess my answer is, if he was to leave, you know, great final eighteen months at Arsenal. I, I, he, I think he'll be the final, him and holding the two final Wengerites. Am I right in saying that? They're, they're the uh, last
1: two? Eddie and Eddie
0: Ketia. Oh, and Ketia, okay. They're, they're the, he's one of the last three rights. That'll be kind mm. of really moving on era-wise. But equally, if he was to stay, as long as it's as a squad player, I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad. I can only assume they're thinking to free up a spot and free up wages to, to for the incomings that they want to bring in. That, that for wow. me, would be the reason why I imagine they're letting him go.
2: I'll be fuming, absolutely fuming, if they let him go, and only bring in, say, Declan Rice. I'll be fuming if they bring in Declan Rice and Casido. Well done, Shaka. Thank you very much for your time and all that. I get that. I get it. But if they don't just, if they don't go in big in that midfield, because this mid, our midfield has been one of the reasons why we've not been able to compete and win this league this season, because we've had Partey. Out every time he's gone out. When Shackle was missing against Manchester City because he wasn't hundred percent, and against Southampton he was missed. If they don't, if if they are prepared to let him go, which is fantastic. If he wants to go, why he wants to go to a club like that, I don't know. Uh, maybe he wants to go back to Germany, but you know you're at one of the biggest and best clubs in the world. Why? Why I don't? I don't. Prob- know. You'll
0: probably get a longer contract, Lee. You'll
2: yeah, get yeah. So contract, uh, and, yeah. and 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 do you know what? I'd love to be able to shake his hand and say thank you for what you've done for us over the last few years. Blah, 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 blah. But in the back of my mind, I know we've got Casido and we've got uh, um, Declan Rice. And they're going to take us a lot further than what Granite probably could. And that is the only reason that I'm saying that. If those two players don't go... I'd be fuming if Arsenal don't bring in two top quality midfielders this season. Fuming. Because I can say this now, I've gone with for the last few years, we've lacked this and we've lacked that. We, we've got Champions League football now. Go out and get those. Two. Now, I'm not saying it has to be Declan Rice at 120 million, I'm saying, but somebody of that thing that casino, we like their managers basically put him on the market the other day. Like Arsenal, we're very, very close to getting him. If we don't get him, I'll be fuming because he's the player that we need. also as James said earlier on, had a fantastic game at right-back. He can come yeah. in and play yeah. right-back like, you know what I mean? So, for me, him before Rice, but then Rice, and then two players of that ilk through the door before Granite goes the other but one. Lee,
0: I'm with you, Lee. Sorry to am you. I'm with, I'm with Lee there, but also, you could argue, even with those two players, if he still kept he who shan't be named, yeah. you've got Partey and Jorginho. That's a nice collection of five midfielders. You got going into the Premier League and Champions League campaign. Yeah, and
1: I'll, 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 I'll argue there. that. I'd argue that one. I wanted Rice and Caicedo with the thought that Jack is going to be part of the squad depth. That's
2: what I'm I'd, saying. I,
1: yeah. I'd argue we should be on the phone to Gundogan's agent and asking how advanced that Barcelona move is, because if we talk about leadership, if we talk about experience, then we'd actually be upgrading in that position if Gundogan was available and mm. if we was to get him in. I'm looking at Rice kaiseido and a backup number eight because listen, if, if Xhaka goes and Rice comes in and the, the schedule heats up and and we need to take Rice out of the firing line or God forbid an injury, what happens without Xhaka? Who slots in? Fabio Vieira again? I'm not too oh, sure. I'm not too I sure
3: agree. I, I agree. And actually, because Turkish, we've had a good discussion about what Declan Rice brings in the final third. And I think it's quite a lot. I don't think he can do what Xhaka does with that, that kind of whipped ball with his left foot and the underlap. You know you know when that, the, the pitch is really stretched and he kind of makes yeah. that cutting underlap. Um, mm. You know, Declan Rice could do that, but it doesn't feel natural. Like, for you know, he's a right-footed player and all that. Um, so, so I agree. I think we need someone with maybe a little bit more natural guile as an eight. I mean, <coughs> I'm not even saying Tielemans does this, but he's available on a free. Mount's looking to leave. Look, it could be very expensive, but I agree. I was looking at Rice and Casado with Xhaka, thinking, Cool, Parte and Casado, your sixes, Rice and Xhaka, are your eights, um, and that you're going to compete on four fronts. Yeah. Now, okay, is that so different if you remove Xhaka and, and you got Jorginho in there and you've kind of got four players for two positions? Yeah, you could maybe do that. You could. You'd probably be okay for a year. I mean, that, that's a stronger midfield than we've had going into this season. So he's an upgrade. Um, but I would, yeah, I'd still be thinking, where's the, where's the natural A? Where's the, where's the player that is what we said Granit and need to upgrade on, which is that real final third quality. Mm. I think maybe Rice has that because I rate Rice a lot. I just don't know <sighs> if that's the area he excels in.
0: I, I, I don't rate Rice highly as everyone else does, especially at 90, 100 million. But that deal's going to be done, it's looking like. But James, isn't isn't this the RB guy? It, I, I don't know much about him, but isn't he the replacement for he shan't be named? Or is that a different position? No, nah, no,
1: nah, he's a right wing. Nah. Right.
0: Oh, he's a winger? Okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, right out, the other
2: thing, guys, is just, just coming up there. Casedo, uh or Casado, Casado, whatever way you want to say it. We'll get to uh, that uh, later. Rice. On. Don't mind the and Tillemans coming in. You can get Tillemans as well for free. free. And then Shaka yeah. goes, you know that 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 would be. I'll be very very happy with that free, coming on, bit younger. I'll, 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 um,
3: yeah. Or else we're going to sign three midfielders in one summer, though. I mean, we're linked. Even two sounds a little ambitious. I mean, yeah. even if we get Rice and Casado, I'll be over the moon. Um, yeah,
2: I would I be. But Tillemans is for free, isn't he? He's a free. Isn't I know. He? Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know, know, know. But we need to upgrade in that midfield area, like, you know, tenfold. Because I'm going to tell you this now. As we're sitting here now, party will not be able to play three games a week for the whole season. He cannot do one. So the, the, the proof's in the pudding. He's, as good as he is. You cannot. He you, you,
0: you can't do one. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even do one. Can't play one
2: game. Well, like, you know, like, I, I, I honestly you think play one. Party, party's
0: at the plate. Tell him can't play at all.
2: all right. No, no, no. Listen, I don't think party's been right since that international break when he had that injury come back all that he's mm. one of those players that has to be 100% fit to be the mm. player that he is can't carry like 95% there are players like that we've all we've all played with him even at our level and all that like you know he's got to be on the button every single time and when he is my god what a player he is he's not on the, he's not 100% fit long enough so that has got to be addressed. So that's why I think two, maybe three players is is good is good, good or,
3: be needed. Or you know, we've talked about how Arsenal might approach the game tactically next season differently to this season, unless he's willing to give Sinchenko more minutes in midfield. And I'm not joking. You know, as a as a left footed, more creative final third player, he's got the he's got the technical ability for it. He plays there for Ukraine, so maybe, maybe there's that, but. Um, yeah, it would be very interesting what Arsenal do in midfield, and just on on Granite Xhaka very quickly. I tweeted I, I didn't think I'd be sad about it, um and I don't mean sad for Arsenal's future. Look, I think if you're being ruthless, you're being absolutely ruthless. Granite Xhaka doesn't get in the Man City team, so so there's your answer, right? Or, or squad, I'd argue. Do. Yeah, um, yeah, let's not be too harsh. Oh well <laughs> I'm being real Did get in <laughs> It it doesn't it doesn't get in the team for sure and um and, and that's what we're so that's kind of the question you've got to ask. Now there might that might be true of quite a few Arsenal players, but what I say is but I see a world in which they get better and better Mm. and maybe do get to that level. Mm. You know, Martin Odegaard, for me, he's not Kevin De Bruyne still. I know some people are running that comparison. He's not Kevin De Bruyne. But in three, four years' time, could he be... Kevin De Bruyne's one of the greatest Premier midfielders of all time, but could he be playing at a level in which you go, yeah, he's world-class, he's a leader, he scores the assists, he's the driving force in the team, he's the harby. Sure, because he's kind of almost been that for us this season anyway. Um, But but with Xhaka, I just think that there's... He's peaked. He's peaked. Yeah. And like, really, I'd be amazed if we kept him, if we got another season as good as this out of Xhaka. Mm -hmm. Um, Because he has been getting better and better. And he has probably actually been under the whole Mikel Arteta era. He's probably been actually very solid and reliable and probably averages a seven or eight out of ten. For his time, but but yeah, there's just slightly too many limitations to his game. But huge credit to him for the way he's adapted to his new role. He's taken on new different responsibilities. He has been a. It's clearly someone we saw from the documentary that the players do um, hang on to. They do. They clearly um, respect his leadership and his position in the dressing room. Um, and he has turned it around with the fans. And and fair play to him for all that and I wish him all the best um, but I think both player and club are going to be better off for this move ultimately
1: and we'll find that more in the in the in the coming weeks ahead and and we'll still be here talking about it all and I think again it, it's a topic where it's a show in itself what do we want to see what positions do we want to add into what potential players? you want to see come through the door um kind of on this subject but moving on to the other subject don't forget we have been linked to mason mount to ornstein talked about mount the other day so it's not just rice and Kaiseido that's been linked mason mount is probably the, the the midfielder we've been linked to that i see as an upgrade in the final third and in and around the box so that's why i expect rice Caicedo, and someone else to come in but we've also had emil smith rose being trained in, in the number eight position. I don't really pay get too rid. much mind to that rumour. Jordan <laughs> says, Jordan says, get rid. The, the question I want to ask is against... Sick of you,
3: Jordan. <laughs> <Why> <laughs> you just gone get rid? Get
1: rid. Against Nottingham Forest, do we do we start trialling some of these things? If Emil Smith-Rowe is to be tested in that position, would you expect to see him in that position against Nottingham Forest? No, Lee? Yes, no. Jordan? No, Preseason Pre-season
2: is for that. That's what pre-season's for. Lot games against Nottingham Forest and and, um, uh, Wolves. I want Arsenal now, as James said earlier on, to finish off the season strongly. Whatever happens, win these two games. Uh, I'm not going up to Nottingham Forest to see experiments. Uh, I'm up there to see Arsenal win. And um, that's how I feel like, you know. And uh, start as you mean to go on, start getting some wins under your belt now. Mm.
1: Um, this ain't the time to make changes. So, what would you do then? Obviously, off the back of potentially giving up against Brighton, what would you do with the team against Forest?
2: Me personally, I would. um, Do you know what? I I would. Um, uh, a Martinelli's probably not going to play, so this is. I I would actually say to uh, to Nelson, if you if you if you want to sign a contract, this is the game you come in, because I've liked what he's done in the cameos that he's come on. Yeah. deserves a chance. So I would say, right, this is it. You know, let's see if you can be, become a Premier League player or not. Put the pressure on, see what he can do. Cause I think that, you know, he deserves that chance. Um, for me, um, that would, that would be the change in there. And uh, I, I would, um, I, I'd probably uh, keep it the same. I don't feel like any other changes that I would, would, would bring in. I think like, you know, I don't think we can really make that many changes at the back. Midfield, I think Jorginho, like I don't think was the worst player on the pitch. I'll, you know, so I don't think he deserves to be left out. Another disaster class
3: from Partey by the way when he came on. So mm-hmm. he's not starting.
2: So again. Another mm-hmm.
3: disaster class from
2: Partey. When he I thought, back. yeah, I, 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 I don't know what's the matter with him. I, I really don't. I, I, um, no, you know, uh, Unless something's happened there and he may, be, he may be off at the end of the season. Who knows? You know what I mean? I don't know. You know, So, uh, he's, he must be nearing the end of his contracts. You're going to get
3: some minutes in midfield, Lee.
2: Yeah, well, I, I would do if I weren't injured. you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it's just but, the injury um, that
3: stands in
2: your yeah, way. Yeah, that's the reason. No, hasn't had a look in in any shape or form. It's funny that um, Vieira hasn't played since uh, the Southampton game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think Shaka, Jorginho and uh, Uligard, I'd still stick with him. Why, you know, one bad game do not make, uh, make you a bad player, does it? So I wouldn't change that. But I would definitely give uh, Nelson the start.
0: I think I think it's a good question, Turkish. Do 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 is the game now about trying to finish season strong and get six points of trying to mass as high a turn as possible? Or, or do you have half a nine now on next season and you start looking at the likes of Nelson, um Smith Rowe, and saying, okay, I'm gonna give you two games. You gotta earn your contract now, yeah, you gotta yeah. earn your minutes. And because we're not gonna finish third. I are not gonna finish first. So he might well be thinking, I, I hear what Lee's saying preseason you can do all that but these competitive games still so you might want to just two or three players are you part of my plans next season here's two games to kind of show that you could be or otherwise yeah. actually I can get some money for you I'll I'll move you on
1: yeah that's that's my thing because I don't want to delve back into the transfer stuff again but then the the, the way Lee's talked about the lineup on the weekend and and giving Reese Nelson a chance does that mean you want Emil Smith-Rowe to, to be sold this summer as well because the guy doesn't seem to get minutes and he doesn't seem to be favoured by Arteta and we, we, we don't seem to trust him now as fans coming in. He hasn't
2: looked sharp in any, any stage of the season like, you know, since mm. he's come back. I don't know what's happened with his injury. I'm a massive fan of Smith-Rowe, as you all know. Terrific player. But he hasn't looked like he can come on and, and do do what, what Nelson's done. Well, every time Nelson's come on, he's, been, he's excited me. like you know, And Smith Rowe's done that in, in the past. I just don't think he's quite fit enough. What I've said it all, I said it last season, I'll say it again. Smith Rowe needs a big, big pre-season. He didn't have a pre-season last year. He was injured. If you remember rightly, he never played, never, never participated in the pre-season. It is massive if you don't have a pre-season. He's one of these guys I also think that needs to stay fit. And I think that uh, he needs a pre-season before he can really come back in, in any any shape or form. That's my opinion. Yeah. Cool. And I wouldn't quite get rid just quite yet. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let me bring the prediction table up and let's get into the predictions as well. I did make two prediction tables. One with the point docked off Lee and one with the point added on. Because before we started the show, people, I, I mentioned to Jordan and James that Lee had a pretty legitimate excuse for being late. Um, Or reason, should I say, for being late. And if it was up to me, I would have put the point back on. Um, But it was up to James and Jordan. And as you can see, the point has remained off. So there's there's the decision. Well, well, I asked
3: him him if he'd admit Tactical Insight was a great show and his
1: response was typically mature.
2: So (laughs)
3: the point stays (laughs) off.
2: <laughs> Stick the wooden spoon up your jacksy was my was my <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the,
3: the
1: level we're talking so that's where we're at the race
3: for fourth goes on
1: <laughs> the race for fourth is the only race left in this table I'll tell you that no <laughs> let's let's not let's not be too hasty there's still two games left sir, there's still all two right, games left on. all right you're gonna have to do a madness <laughs> just for people listening on audio platforms. 47 games have been played. 47 predictions have been made. I'm top on 40 points. Jordan's in second on 36 points. Lee's in third on 33 points. And he remains above James, who is also on 33 points, on correct scores only. We have two games left to predict this season. If Jordan doesn't do a madness in the next prediction, then I have won the league come next show. And Lee and James is all to fight for. It's going down to the final day, it seems. So... We'll see how that one goes. We'll see how that one goes. He's going to pay £10 extra for the shirt. I like that green shirt though. I can't even lay out. Oh, like yeah. The Tattoo
2: text- Insight. What a fantastic show that is.
1: Graham.
2: <laughs> 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 what an absolute wonderful presenter he is.
3: Still managed to praise Graham and not me.
2: But... <laughs> Got to say like you know big up to graham because obviously like you know with my ribs being as i am like you know uh he um he sent me the uh tactical shooter. uh yeah, yeah. It to me like the um
3: yeah, yeah. you're struggling to sleep he to me him,
2: very like. kindly at 10 to 12 as well like just as
3: yeah. i was getting off that fantastic yeah. you get into bed yeah <laughs> yeah pain was too much but you tried- Lee, I get it I fucking get it
2: I'll tell you what like, and I'll tell you what if anybody's ill we not well out there like I'll put it on with that's
3: all I'm saying like, yeah. very good very good
2: thank you Graham thank you Graham
3: <laughs> you have one joke
0: you have one joke <laughs> It's a good
3: one, though. To be fair, got normal. one joke, but it's
1: a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. Oh, it's man. a good one. You know what? I should have thought more about this prediction because now we're here. It is a funny one to predict. Forest—they yeah. pretty much what need a point to avoid relegation, so they're going to be up for it. I think it's their yep. last home game of the season. <sighs> Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. What, what, what do I make of you right now? I'm going to go with a... I'm going to go with a... Let me go with what I know. 3-1, Arsenal win. Um, surely we've got to bounce back. Surely we've got to get the three points. Surely. Uh, uh, no. See, yeah. I,
0: I, you go 3-1, go yeah?
1: Um. No, nah, Martinelli's injured. Shit. 2-1. 2-1. See, I'm not
0: convinced that us to win this game because I just don't understand why we would be. Little motivation against a team that has motivation. And as you said, sir, I've got to do a madness to try and win this, to try and um, uh win this uh this 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 shirt. So I've either got to go for a different result or I've got to go big on a 4-1. I've got to go for a different result, I? I'm gonna go.
1: 2 2. I'm going to go 2 2. 2 1, 2 2. Lee. 2 0. 2 0. Arsenal win. James, couple Arsenal wins, one draw. 1 1. Another draw added to the list. Couple draws, couple Arsenal wins. It could all change. For the for the for the bottom two we'll we'll see what it's looking like come next week what's that one one draw two two draw two 0 win from Lee and a two one win from myself all right people make sure you're here next week and we'll see the update but obviously you'll watch the game too um predictions are made two games left and it's coming to the daytime everyone got their comments of the day ready
2: yeah, yeah. I've got two this week is can I have two this week
0: yeah go on then Jordan has like five normally. So
2: I, go. I, got, I got five or six today, yeah. So you have uh, <laughs> to last. This, this comes from Adam Cunningham. My girlfriend is not much of a football fan, but she has seen the last few episodes and she is a big fan of Lee and thinks that the other three are scared of winning the predictions table. And now they can't... And now she cannot watch without... Without her... She cannot watch without and always asking him what time does... Um, the show come out so big up to Nicola Lee's number one fan.
1: Well read, <laughs> N-
2: Nicola. I know, even I ain't with, got my glasses on, like, you know?
1: even with the point, even with the point we took off him, Nicola, he had no chance. Yeah,
0: no it was a wrap from day,
2: yeah. so yeah, I, I, I know that. Like, you know,
1: And the other one is from Sam,
2: like, not only is James ill, I didn't know he was also on his period. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that. Shouldn't laugh, but
2: I shouldn't laugh because it hurts my ribs, but I, I can't help it.
1: James is offended. <laughs> <laughs> Na-na. Na-na. Oh poor James. Oh, poor James. All right, I'll go next. Why not? I had a few, but I'll just pick out one of these. Um yeah, so last week I said, you know, we're going to do the Forever Arsenal podcast player of the season awards. And Darnell here says, I wonder when Turkish will realise his awards ceremony spells out the FAP awards. <laughs> World class <laughs> episode today, lads. The FAP awards?
0: Yeah. Oh, FLK, oh, F- okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's that from?
3: Um, Darnell. I
0: oh, know. Okay. Go on, James. You go like.
3: uh, a lot of people pointing out that they've noticed my facial expressions when Lee's talking. Um, well spotted. Um, and there was a comment where uh, Lee Judges talks and James' face facial expressions kill me every episode much. Love guys, do you notice them Lee? What how I'm sort of reacting to to, to I mean, your I I I, I, I James pieces and you know. wonderful takes. Well, we then we then got this one from Nadir says Victorious Jr. and Chinchenko <laughs> would make a lethal left hand side. Yeah. I see that. I've had four
0: notes,
2: can't well, you're gonna hate this
0: one then. I've got a few. Here. Um, can't wait to watch this new player that Lee's talking about, Victorious Junior. Hopefully, he's as good as Chinchenko. Uh, Lee and Don Robbie can make a whole new eleven with their pronunciations pronunciations of names. Uh, Victorious Junior and Chinchenko would make. Yeah, James has read that one. Uh, I just one. I just love Lee, and moreover, I love the show from Williams. So someone there needs to see a doctor or some of some sort (laughs) shows of any kind are all about chemistry. And the four of you have it in abundance. This is hands down the on AFTV. Uh, there was one more that I liked the look of. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Lots about Vitor, Vitoris Jinchenko. It's mad that Turkish hit 40 points before Chelsea did. That was from (laughs) Jerome McCarthy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, when uh, I yeah. was battering in uh, Lee's pronunciation of victorious junior. That, that made me laugh as
1: well. I, I, I like that one. <laughs> Some good comments of the day as always. Yeah, people, good this week. make sure you leave your comments of the day. Lee, was you going to say something?
2: No, no. No, I, no, I was going to say something. I just like, uh, every everywhere I go now, um, like, it's particularly like games that everybody's, uh, at least two or three people come up to me saying about the forever Arsenal and you know, be nice with James or do this, do that, or have a go at Jordan or whatever. Like, it's fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic Like that people really appreciate the show and what we're doing. And uh, I, I feel very humbled to be a part of it.
0: I love it when you bump into someone, guys, and they're actually watching the show as they bump into you. That's happened to me like a handful of times now. People will be like, oh, you're from AFTV. They're like, look, mate. And they'll literally show me their screen and they're watching no, the really
3: episodes. Not.
1: It's a nice I d- I it's up up with
3: someone though. in, um, in Hybrid Islington. They're on their bike, they're cycling along, and they pulled over and they said, Look, I'm watching. I'm like, You probably shouldn't. You're cycling, <laughs> <laughs> but Thanks. thank you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sensible James, <laughs> you, about don't mind, you don't point. want the old bus driver doing
2: it. I do, you know, <laughs> you don't fantastic. Want that. it's
1: fantastic uh we'll wrap it up here people love to everyone for the comments love to everyone for the likes make sure we hit a thousand likes and leave your comments for comments of the day big up james lee and jordan as always we'll be back again next week after nottingham forest where we're expected to see man city beat chelsea and win the premier league so yeah I you know we'll, we'll see what happens come the weekend but come on lampard There's still some hope there in Jordan. Oh, who would have thought it? I mean, it's Frank Lampard, so there's definitely hope. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. It is a wrap for the season, but we'll still be here week in, week out. So make sure you're here too. And yeah, like I said, hit the like button, make sure you're subscribed, put the notification bell on, and enjoy all the content coming out thick and fast. We're out, people. Peace.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.